Hello and welcome to the August 25th edition of Shallow Impact. I am Caleb B. And coincidentally, that is also where you can follow me on Twitter. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pod Impact. I am, of course, joined as always by my good friend, Mi Amigo, John D. at Jorge Blanco. John, how are you, my man? I'm confused, excited, overall happy. I'm a big bag of mixed emotions after tonight. Just remember the number one rule of uh, shallow impact. Uh, I will not do, I will not listen to Johnny Swinger. Do not listen to anything that man says. Uh, let's get it off hot and heavy, man. We got some action. We got Eddie Edwards, RVD, as correctly predicted by Moa. Kudos to you on that one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I worked hard on that one. Uh, Katie Forbes made it rain. Money gun. <laughs> I still can't you believe mean? I saw Katie Forbes and Kenny Omega have matches on the same show. To me, it's hilarious that you saw Katie Forbes wrestle and then you saw a main event of Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. So this match was this match was pretty good. I mean, RVD, he's a little older, so you know he's he's not quite what he used to be. But he's this match is good. Yeah, this match is good for what it was, though, man. Um, one thing that did stick out to me was the uh, the jumping spin kick to Eddie Edwards, who was laying halfway across the guardrail like that just looked nasty man that one was good and then he also later on in the match he uh crotches him and hits the like the thrust kick off the corner to eddie on the yeah. ropes which looks pretty cool too yeah um man i mean i think it's you know it's a bold strategy when you've already got a main event but when you've already got a main event you may as well you know go off with the world title match to start uh eddie yeah, edwards I mean- and RVD is still a big name. I mean, he doesn't. He obviously doesn't move as well as he did when he was younger. But so his matches, his matches are you know they're a little slow, but they're still mm-hmm. better than anything I would do. So and they, the, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you know, this criticism we're throwing around. Um, you know, we're not trained professionals, so we're not you know gonna harp on anyone's ring work too much um, because we're not a holes. I did, uh, I did do my uh, short little stint in wrestling school there. I did go a few months. Nice. Okay. I uh, I got comped into an indie show in a small town in Oklahoma because I was with uh, friends with one of the boys working the show. Big time Caleb B. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. Um, hey, uh, but you mentioned, you know, RVD being a little slower and not, you know, not, not as quick on the draw. That was played into the finish because – RVD goes up. He goes up for the frog splash, loses his footing, so he mistimes it. Eddie gets the knees up. Boston knee party. Eddie Edwards gets the dub, and still, um, definitely not the best world title match we saw this past week. But you know, very good for what it was, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And the knee party is growing on me. I like that it can kind uh, of you know RKO and out of nowhere. Yeah, and I hate to harp on it because I am an Eddie fan, but like, dude, um, get switch out of the capris, dude. Where, like, I don't care if you got to wear full on like jeggings when you're wrestling, but like, switch out of the capris. Come on. Um, you know, I, I don't mind his look, especially as he's growing crazier and crazier each week. It feels like, or just more exhausted each week. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, that's not the last thing that happened in this particular segment because almost immediately after the bell, Eric Young comes in, starts attacking, I believe, the knee or at least the leg of the sitting champion. That makes sense. That's what he's been doing the whole time. That's how he took out Swan. And... Mm-hmm. That's how he targeted Willie. I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And um, Eric Young says, hey, next week, by design, he yells these two things back to back. And as a sentence, it makes no sense whatsoever. But he says, next week, by design. So he's laying – because he knows Eddie has that open challenge. So if yeah. Eddie is – he's playing on Eddie's uh, emotions and um, – character he knows if eddie's a man of his word yeah uh he knows if eddie's a man of his word he's gonna accept the match no matter what um we'll we'll talk more about that later because this gets revisited but next up we had but yeah next up we had wrestle house toga 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 yes Cody and Jake, sharp-dressed men. <laughs> I had that written down. Finally, yeah. finally, Taya organizes an event we can actually we actually like. And um, Cody won't shut up about who took our beer because he's still pissed because someone took the beer. I mean, I get it. And uh, spoiler alert, we still don't know. Yeah. What, like, and I'm a little worried we're never going to find out. But... At this rate, yeah, I am a little worried. Um Let's see what what am I missing here? Because Johnny Swinger did something. Oh, oh, oh here's what happened. Jake, say first, Jake here's throws the powder in Cody's face. Yeah, yeah, he throws the powder and yells Fuji. Um, <laughs> Cody's uh, Cody's confused. He said, "Like man, that like you could blind someone." Um, it's a game. Johnny Swinger Jake, taught it to me. Yeah, Johnny Swinger said it's a game. Cody says, "Hey, number one rule: don't listen to anything Swinger says." Cut to Johnny Swinger. God, I say it every week, but Johnny Swinger is pound for pound my favorite thing in wrestling this year. I don't enjoy anybody's segments as much as I enjoy Johnny Swinger. Yeah, Johnny Swinger is something. Uh, Cut to Johnny Swinger. It's the classic, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia type of bit where someone says something and the title card directly contradicts it. But Swinger says, hey, kid, as long as you listen to me, you'll do just fine here. And uh, what they say? What is it? A shago toga? Is that what they? What, is that what he kept saying? Yes, uh, shago toga. Yeah, it's a leopard pattern. It's not uh, you know your standard white toga. So, for what it's worth, uh, Crazy Steve says, "Hey, that's not the style for him. <coughs> this will be played into later on in the show. Of course, you know they they don't um, they don't give us breadcrumbs and then not let us find the loaf." Um, what happened right after this? Oh, Springer's got a strategy. He said they're going to Fuji every Mizark in this house and have all the yeah. ladies to themselves. Yes, yes, that's that's what Swinger is all about is getting the ladies and it's uh, got a Fuji not, the Mizarks. Yeah, he he's batting about uh, triple zeros so far in Wrestle House, <laughs> but um, that we know of, and that comes into play <laughs> later in the uh, in the match. We'll see. It does. Yeah, it does. Let's see here. Toga Valkyrie. That's that's how she's listed on there. And she is hammered. Yeah, she's just uh she's just blitzed throughout this entire episode. And I don't <laughs> mind it. Everybody's getting drunk at the Toga party at this point. Mm-hmm. 
AC is drunk. Uh, Lawrence D comes through, and oh my god, who was it? Swinger was gonna Fuji Lawrence D, but of course Steve drops. Um, what what the hell's the monkey's name? Do we remember? Oh, I forgot the monkey's name. Anyway, he drops the monkey. He drops the monkey. So Lawrence D, being the nice guy he is, goes to pick it up. As he bends over, <laughs> Swinger accidentally Fuji's crazy Steve. I love that Fuji's has become a verb now. Yeah, he Fuji's them. Crazy Steve is going on about I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> Tommy you're Dreamer, of course, blind. says. Yes, Tommy Dreamer says you're already blind. Um, we establish match time, and it's going to be a blind match time. Match time. Match time. You get a chance. Time is like over inside the <laughs> wrestle house too. Like everyone else is. Seen- like that's what's great about it. Oh, also, uh, happy birthday to the number one contender, Kylie Ray. Oh man, all the coughs today, man. Um, so it's going to be Crazy Steve versus the Swing Man in a blindfold match. You know the classic uh, Rick Martel and uh, Tito oh, Santana and get, uh, for Crazy Steve's little like subtitle under his name. It's crazy like a fox, but of course, crazy with two Z's. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's how crazy he is, man. Um, but yeah, blindfold match, and uh, the loser has to dress like the winner next week. So I look forward to that, especially given the outcome. You knew exactly what the result was going to be when they said that, and I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. I I wouldn't have been surprised either way, and either way, I would have been happy to be completely transparent. Just seeing Swinger in that crazy Steve face paint. It's going to make my night. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, spoilers for later on in the show. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Edwards looking for uh, Eric Young. Doesn't find him. We'll revisit that later. Rhino calls out Reno Scum, and he actually demands that oh, well, Keith we, be his partner. Before, before he gets all that, we skip the actual Swinger and Steve match. Oh, yeah. we did? That yep, already happened? That was the next segment right after the commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Swinger is, like, begging for, like, hey, hey, roomies, help me out. He's, he doesn't, he's, does, he's doing the pointing thing where he's, like, trying to point and get them to cheer him towards his opponent. Of course, everyone in Russell House pretty much um, hates or strongly dislikes Johnny Swinger, so it doesn't work out. He goes in to splash a turnbuckle. And gets yeah, Steve has the bike horn too that he's trying to mislead him with. At one point, he gives it to Jake, who's the ref. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Crazy Steve wins with the roll up, and uh, Johnny Swinger is gonna have to dress like Crazy Steve next week. That's gonna be the best. That's gonna be hilarious, man. I actually have that written down on the preview. That's how much I'm looking forward to it. Um, Next up, as I already mentioned, uh, Eddie Edwards looking for Eric Young. Doesn't find him. We'll find out more about that later. Rhino is pissed at Reno Scum. He cuts another yelling promo because that's what Rhino does in his promos. Also beckons us to use the hashtag Heath for Impact to get the Impact Management to make it happen because he's not officially signed. So I tweeted it as a good uh, as a good loyalist to the Impact I Movement. I don't know yeah, that you did. Really. You did? Nice. Good, good on you, man. Good on you. 
as one half of shallow impact, I expect nothing less, but good on Just you. Just one, one quick comment um, on this one. Let's see. Um, I noticed Rhino says that whether or not they allow Heath in there next week, that he's still going to be having the tag match. I kind of hope they don't allow Heath yeah. yet. I don't know what you would do in this place. And he has to do, do a handicap or what. But I kind of hope they, uh, you know, yeah. push off Heath for another week. Not that I'm going to mind if he's there, but just that little line would kind of make it interesting if Heath doesn't get there next week. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And yeah, it is a nice little way. It's it's a nice out. It's something you can build on. If you want to wait another um, eight, eight-ish weeks to run Heath and Rhino <laughs> as a tag team at the Pape, I completely understand. Maybe just have Heath like a. What was Brett? Heath's been so bad at timing his commercials. Maybe he just uh, mistimed the date. Maybe he gets the date wrong or the time wrong. He comes in on the. Shows up at the end of the match right after Ryder gets pinned. I thought I had a nine o'clock call time. Yeah. He'll show up. He'll show up as Ryder's leaving ringside after he's already lost the match. Exactly. Ready to to wrestle. Um, Eric Young. Uh, Eddie Edwards segment here. Eddie Edwards again goes to the ring. He's calling out EY. He says, hey, you want your title match? You got it. Why wait till next week? As soon as he said that, I was really worried they were about to have this match right here, right now. And Eddie, as someone who likes Eddie, Eddie was about to lose the title. Fortunately, that didn't happen. Eric Young <clears throat> basically says here, hey, we're going to do this on my time. You're, we're, uh, you're playing checkers. I'm playing chess. I'm the smartest guy here, et cetera, et cetera. Eddie Edwards says, hey, you know, if you want your title match next week, we can wait till next week. But your ass whooping starts now. Pretty good yeah, line. Yeah, I, I like that start of it. Yeah. And then they fight amongst ringside. And at one point, also worth noting, Eddie Edwards accidentally pushes Scott Demore. Scott Demore, of course, has ties to Eric Young. And uh, maybe that comes into play in the future. Yeah, Who knows? So the commentary mentioned it specifically too, so it does feel like that's going to have something to do with it. But it certainly two, could. It two certainly little could. things with this too. I don't understand. I get that he's saying that it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. And maybe if Demore comes into it, it would make a little more sense. But it is very weird that like if Eddie mm-hmm. just had this hard-fought match earlier in the night, why not just take the match now? He has the match. You attacked him. It seems very weird. It seems like dumb heel, not evil heel for him to wait till next week. But I guess we'll see how they play it next week. I mean, at this rate, I get what you're saying. If he doesn't win the title, uh, it would make him look really stupid. Even if he does, it's like, um, I mean, he won't look dumb, but it's just going to be like, you could have just done that tonight. So it's a little <laughs> weird. I get what you're saying. And that is a fair criticism. Yeah. But... <laughs> I trust that Eric Young is indeed the smartest man in the room and has a plan here, and we'll see fit to uh, execute that uh, that plan oh, properly. Also, like, also worth it. Also, looks like Eli got uh, busted open a little bit. Yeah. He Just did, a yeah, yeah. He did. Um, no, I get you. I get you. Um, I did want to th- point out, um, like Eric Young to me, like someone says, "Hey, what what's the Fed you most associate Eric Young with?" I'd say TNA. And uh, if someone asked me now, hey, what's the Fed you most associate Eddie Edwards with? I would say Impact. You know, he's been there for five years. So it's funny to see these guys who are like represent two different eras of the company in a feud with each other. I think it, it's a nice touch. I'm a little surprised they're doing this so early. 
Like, I get yeah. that Eric Young maybe isn't think, the name you want main eventing your pay per view, but I disagree. I think we're I think we're getting a falsy here. I don't think they're going to actually have a like a clear not finish. Then, I think they're going to drag then, this out. How do you drag it out and have them not face each other for another six weeks? You know what I mean? What do you? Because then is Eddie going to have a string of successful defenses? Is he not going to be able to defend the title? I don't know how you get there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you either you either suspend Eddie or you you either suspend one of the two, or you uh, have Eddie win with like a roll up or something, and then do an injury angle, sort of like we saw in another program. I just this feel week. like you, I just feel like you're um, writing yourself into a corner a little bit there, because I think I think you have a good idea yeah. with the suspension. I think you can have EY go crazy on Eddie, and then EY get suspended maybe until Bound for Glory or whatever. But the problem with that is mm-hmm. then are you going to have Eddie just successfully retain the title week after week, you know, with the injury, doesn't that kind of like downplay the injury or do you then not have him do the defenses? But then I feel like that kind of like stalls him a little bit too and takes some of the, the fire that he's been building up off him. So I don't know. It's, it's, a, I think you roll yourself into a little bit of a corner, but we'll see where they go. No, these are fair criticisms and I see where you're coming from. Next up, we had our boy, the new and current X Division champion, Rohit Raju interview. Not a lot going on here. He does say, hey, yeah, Rohit Seekers, assemble. Rohit Seekers. Yeah, I thought he was was solid here. It wasn't anything special, but I did like his line about uh, who can defeat Rohit. I'm all for puns, so. I did well. I mean, yeah, of course you came up with Rohit seekers. Of course, you came up with Rohit seekers. Yeah, um, I will say I did. I do like that he calls himself the Desi Hitman. That is a nice nickname, in my opinion. Um, he he did point out like, it would just make more sense if he was playing like a Reno's Come type role, where he was you know the hired gun. But it's still not bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did, he, you know, he points out like, hey, I've tried to play the politics and everything and, you know, nothing happening. So um, yeah, I'm going to he says I'm going to give opportunities to guys that I wasn't given. Uh, now, that came across as a delusional kill type of thing. But, you know, we'll see yeah, what so happens. It's a there. little weird with what Eddie's doing, but it could work, especially if he gives the opportunities to guys who are like very clearly terrible. Like. I don't. I yeah. don't know who it, it would like, be. Like it's he's not comedy enough to do it. But something like Crazy Steve's Monkey is like what came to mind. Or like yeah. give David Penzer a match. Like some some stuff like that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Guys like David Penzer. Guys like Wheels. The uh, no legged <laughs> ref. That sort of thing. Um. I mean, only half joking. Uh, I, think I think that's exactly what they should do. I think if, he's gonna, if you're going to have two open challenges going at the same time, one of them has to be a complete joke of an open challenge. Well, I honestly, like, I may be overestimating the importance the line has on his character arc. I think it may have just been a throwaway yeah. line. But either way, I'm interested to see what happens. And, of course, I'm always happy to see Rohit Raju succeed. Um, next up, locker room talk, special guest host. Especially guest co-host, rather, uh, Dez and Wentz from the Rascals. Wentz? This was something. Wentz's wasn't it? comedic timing is great. I love Wentz, especially. Wentz is amazing. He's no, he's no John Swinger, but He's a, probably a solid number two as far as the people on the show. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. At one point, you know, they're talking, they're like, Hey, you know, this has so much, this looks so much like the tree house. And Madison says, Oh, the tree house has ship. Watch your mouth. We're on TV. He says, watch your mouth. We're on TV. That is a great line. That is a great line. Uh, host, uh, or pardon me, the guests for the show. We're going to be Ace, uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Um, this was basically just to set up a tag team match for next week, and that's what well, it did. Uh, between doesn't win. <laughs> yeah, Fulton was like, I don't know if he was supposed to be corpsing, but he was corpsing as he was trying to fit in between them. Um, <laughs> I like I said, what's uh, comedy is where it would really bring me joy each week. I just want Impact to be nothing but it's, if Impact had a whole episode without a match, I would not complain. I, I see where you're coming from. Also, like, after they start a brawl, but, like, they kind of calm down, Wentz tries to bow up to Fulton, and it's hilarious, <laughs> man. Oh, they also they also have a lot of, they also have goes, a lot of plays on, uh, basically, you know, them being smokers or whatever, and Madison not wanting anything to do with that. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, they, they even tease, like, yeah, hey, they're going to pull the bong out you know, pull, uh, you know, gets, get a few bong rips out. And, uh, Madison immediately just cuts the idea off. And then they call Madison a Karen. She does not like that. They do. And yeah, which by the way, Karen is an insult that, uh, hit a little close to home to me because that is my mom's name. Um, uh, what a Karen. Poorly. All things. Yeah, I know. Uh, all things considered. Um, also, they invite Madison to the treehouse. She says no, and that's the show. Well, that's that's the locker room talk, as it were. Yeah. Oh, and they call, they call next. Oh, yeah, she is going to be Angel. Yeah. 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 Dez says. Dez says Ace definitely should have disappeared. That was a great line. Yeah. Oh man. Next up, Sammy Callahan promo. He basically says, I'm in Rob's head. I'm in Katie's head. Um, Sammy and next week. Yeah. He says, hey, That's they nice. know. They know. Him, they just don't know where or when. And then he immediately says next week. <laughs> that's that's the way I like to give clues, too. It's like the very WWE thing of, uh, guess what? I have a surprise for you. And here's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's one of those. It's No, it's like. Uh, do you remember? I can't remember what the episode was, but it was on South Park. Um, the kids got the the sea crabs or whatever, the sea people, and they're trying to grow these, you know, the things in the aquarium. Um, and at the end of the episode, the narrator asks three questions. He's like, "Hey, what happens to the sea people? So and so, and who dies? Those questions will be answered." Right now, and then proceeds <laughs> to explain the plot for next week's mm-hmm. episode. That's yeah, that's I love Parker. And Stone, man. The, I love Parker. And that's Stone. the weekly WWE um booking philosophy. Hey guys, yes. establish, <laughs> establish a conflict and then resolve it within these within the same episode. Um, let's see, yeah, EC3 promo. He described July twenty, uh, July 1, 2015 as the best day of his life, both professionally and personally. But he also says, 
He hasn't been able to move on. This was- that was the happiest moment of his life, and he, he hasn't been able to move on. Yeah, this was, I was Go ahead, John. Say, this was good. I uh, I feel like I've been up and down on the EC3 yeah. promos, and I complained last week about we already know his reasoning, so what are we going to hear from him this week? But I like the way he sort mm-hmm. of took us on the journey this week, where I was like, okay, this doesn't sound like the reasoning that we've been given in the past. And then by the time he turns it around, I was like, okay, no, it is exactly what he said, but I liked him going into more detail about it. And, you can cover exactly what was said. Yeah. Yeah. He says like, Hey, like I haven't been happy since this moment. Like that is God, that's tragic, man. When you think about it, like, cause there are people like just to get serious for a minute, there are people who actually derive any and all happiness that they experience in life from external sources. And if I could be serious for a minute, that's like any kind of happiness you're going to get from an external source is fleeting. True happiness actually comes from within. I Yeah, I feel like I sympathize with EC3 a little bit in this, because I feel like that's kind of how I live. And uh, yeah, the promo, I feel like, was pretty good. It's pretty deep, considering, especially for a show like Impact, that's so heavy on the comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, he says, as long as a representation of that title exists, I can't be happy. I can't move on. And I'm going to destroy that title. And Moose, come and find out how I destroy this title. I need to destroy this title in an epic fashion, similar to a fashion in which I won this title. So also, is that going to be next week? I can't remember, but it's going to be yeah, soon. I, don't think th- I think this is one of the only things they didn't add for next week yet. But Because um, that's what yeah. I was surprised. We'll go through it in a little bit, but next week really feels like the biggest night of emergence, and it's not a night of emergence. It's just a regular yeah. impact. Yeah, they, they loaded um, up next week, dude. I was It shocked. feels like the deepest impact card they've had so far, at least since I've been watching the last few months. Yeah, definitely not a shallow so, impact for sure. Um, oh, the one other thing that I liked from the EC3 promo, too, he did a good job putting over Moose here, too. He talks about how Moose could be the mm-hmm. most dangerous Absolutely. man in wrestling and that he's just stuck hiding behind robes and monikers and fake titles and everything else. And I thought it was a good way to play up. Yeah. Like, no, Moose is a legit threat. Moose is a badass. Yeah. No, absolutely. Next up, we had Brian Myers and Willie Mack. This match was fine for what it was. It didn't really catch my eye. Um, Brian Myers wins with a roll-up and uh, hanging on to oh. the tights. And uh, we'll see where we are This match there. did catch the eye of somebody. My wife. Um, <laughs> she does not – I. I don't know. Well, if you listen to the show, I've never really talked about it, but my wife does not like wrestling. She'll tolerate going to shows with me, but she will not sit and watch a show almost ever. Um, but she just yeah. so happened to be in the room when this was on. And she saw Willie Max. She saw yeah. Willie Max standing moonsault and actually said it was impressive. And then uh, after the match, she, um, where was it? Oh, after the match, we get the, I just want to say it before I forget. After the match, we get another Heath for Impact promo. And she mentioned that Brian Myers looked like if Heath and Rhino had a baby. So <laughs> I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. Oh, man. At some point, we got to get Jen on yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your wife confirmed uh, Willie Mack stand. Uh, yep. <laughs> Did the match jump out to you at all? Because it just felt kind of there. No, I didn't. I mean, the, the match was fine. I liked Myers at least getting a win, even if it was with the roll-up, because 
coming off of being the jobber character, he could still be jobber-ish, but I think a jobber who finds ways to win is a little bit interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's no, I mean, there's fun to, you know, his losing streak and stuff, but we've seen that already, so if he was just going to come in to do the exact same thing, it doesn't really work. No, I absolutely agree. I so I like that it was like, he's still not very good, but at least he's not very good and finds ways to win. Mm-hmm. We get to see an Eric Young vignette in a prison. It's a vignette for October twenty fourth, yeah, Bound for Glory. Times. It seems to just be the Bound for Glory commercial, which fits with what you were saying about like you think they're just going to push off the match till then. But... Mm-hmm. Also, well, no, I mean I think they're going to have the match. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, push off the um, finish at least. Yeah, um, but this kind of implies that Eric Young isn't alone. Could this be Good Brothers' heel turn? We'll see. Also, no Good Brothers on the show this week or advertised for next week either. Yeah, I was uh, just to go back to the Eric Young thing. I didn't get that he wasn't alone. I mean, maybe, but I just thought it was just supposed to be you know him being the world class maniac that because we see him literally talking to himself. There's like multiple versions of him on the borderline person and yeah. that thing. We'll see where it goes. I guess that could be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Wrestle House. Uh, the Deaners see Lawrence D. And Jake, cousin Jake says, I know who Lawrence D is. Yeah. What does Cody say? Yes, yeah, Larry D in a sports coat. And then Jake corrects him and says, no, it's Stefan. <laughs> As in like, Stefan mm-hmm. Raquel, by the Gentlemen way. Matters, cause. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Stefan Urkel. I, I hadn't thought of Family Matters in the past like three weeks. And the last time I thought about him was of the uh, epic theme song they have. Definitely not about Stefan. Uh, well, my wife is like, can they say that? Can they allowed to reference that? Well, I guess they are. I suppose, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, He's, uh, Lawrence D then sprays some ring rust, and uh, Rosemary's not a fan. Yeah, Alicia calls out Rose for breaking Bravo's heart. Mm-hmm. Rosemary, immediately after Lawrence D tries to put a move on her, nope, Rosemary's not having it. She's trying to explain. Johnny Bravo comes in. He's been motivated by Dreamer. He's going to go, you know, going to go see about a girl. Um, <sighs> slaps Lawrence D. Ready for match time. Oh, I just had, I just had to and, mention uh, we laying seductively across the table. Yes. If we yes. had cover photos, he blows cover photos for the episodes. This this would be the cover photo because it's just absolutely if you if you don't if it's you great. somehow don't watch Impact or listen to us, Lawrence D is like a three hundred and fifty-ish pound man with yeah. Receding long hair and just looks very, very skeevy and just seductively laying yes. across the table with his open button up shirt, no shirt underneath, and a nice dinner spread. Yeah. Just a beautiful thing to see. That 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 picture you painted that perfectly describes this podcast. <laughs> just you know. So confident. We we went at the don't give an F Olympics for huh? sure. Well, we are um, the most unprofessional wrestling podcast. Absolutely. You know who else is unprofessional? AC Romero as an official. 
because AC Romero was wearing the shirt on his head. God, I wanted them to just stretch that shirt out. Let that shirt reach its limits. Absolutely. I agree. Make it look like the old um, blue mini like half shirt at that point. Just do whatever you have to. That'd be great. That'd be great. Put it over just one yeah. arm. Um, this, not much this going on here. Of course, this, this is a wrestle match. It was a punch and win. Yeah, just a punch and a win. They didn't botch anything. Uh, <laughs> Bravo rolls out of the ring, comes clean to Rosemary, comes clean to Taya, says, hey, I have feelings for you. I'm pretty sure you got feelings for me. He admits it to Taya, too. Taya gets pissed. Taya figures out, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're stuck here. I want you next week. Winner take all. Including Bravo. Now, this this scares me a lot. It's exciting because it feels like the culmination of Wrestle House, but it's scary because mm-hmm. I don't want to be done with Wrestle House. I don't want to review a two hour show that doesn't have Wrestle House on it. It's I I get what you're so, saying. You so I do. Joy. I don't have the attention span to focus on in ring wrestling for ninety plus minutes. <laughs> I need Wrestle House gets. It's gonna break my heart if we don't get it. It's going to break my heart if we don't find out who took the Dean's beers. I cannot live as an Impact fan without Russell House right now. Well, you know who took, because uh, was it Cody that found the miss or did like open the fridge and the beer was yeah. missing? Jake took the beer. I, I guess, but I need to hear that. I need to hear it from them. I need, I need resolution. I mean, that, that's just me. That's just me guessing, but I feel like that's the perfect explanation. You just can't have... If this goes Samoa Joe's Ninjas and we never find out who took the beer, <laughs> we never find out who was behind GTV, we don't find out who was behind GTV, I can't do another one of these. I'm not gonna who took the Diener's beer is not quite GTV. It's... Or uh, SmackDown no, hacker it's not, it's levels. Not of... Yeah, sure. We still don't know who the SmackDown hacker is. There's... <laughs> there needs to be whoever does Dark Side of the Ring needs to do a wrestling unsolved mysteries. Bring <laughs> <laughs> that back in the next season for Netflix. Yes. Oh my There's god! So who was the actual anonymous Raw DM? <laughs> we finally got that answer, didn't we? Hornswoggle the whole time. Yeah, but I feel like that. I don't know. Either way. Uh, oh, there's holes in it. I'm sorry. I feel like at least at least they. You know, I, I don't need the answer to make sense. I just need an answer. I'd like to think. Actually, I think the best answer may be like the Deaners were uh, drinking someone else's liquor, and then they, as they were already gone, they drank their own beer, and they just don't remember that, drinking that the would beer. Be really good, actually. We can just we can just do that. I'm all yeah. for that one. I was gonna suggest. I was gonna try to find something to suggest, but I think he nailed it. I think them drinking their own beer would be the best. Idea. I mean, it's either that or Kylie Ray. Yes. Like <laughs> all drunk Kylie. Those are the those are the two best options. You can watch. There. You can watch um, Kylie drink the Deaner's beer on the highest tier for Patreon. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh, main event time: Jordan Grace and Deanna Perazzo. I really like this okay. man. 
um, you know, a lot of two, two things with this. First of all, I have absolutely no attention span. So between that and my daughter being a little lunatic, um, I basically didn't pay a lot of attention to the first like 20 minutes of this match. I noticed the whole story was basically Peraza working over Grace's arm, and that made a lot of sense. With the, I, I also like the name of the move. They finally said that the the double arm bar is the Venus de Milo. Because the statue mm-hmm. has no arms. I thought that was a good, fun little name and reasoning. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I didn't pay attention to like the first 20 minutes almost. But then I thought the last 10 was really well, good. Yeah, I like the end especially. The first 25 minutes was just a power struggle. But it was a good power struggle. And the way you're going to do a 30-minute Iron Man match, I get it. Like... If you're gonna want to, you're gonna. It makes sense to stretch the falls out till later. And then, like to me, it makes more sense than like roll ups or like whatever. Yeah, and I thought that was good. I mean, I liked that it wasn't just like spammed with you know if with uh, finishes early or whatever. Although a part of me wants to see at some point an Iron Man match where somebody really gets ahead, like two or three falls quick right out of the gate, and then the other person has to try to like get themselves back together and figure it out. But I also, I also am never going to complain um, about one where the falls don't happen until later. I have just the recommendation for you. As some of you may know, I am starting another podcast called Grave Consequences, where me and a friend will review a Lucha Underground retrospective. We're doing it in chronological order. I love doing in that format. We're starting with episode one. Anyway, this is about Lucha Underground. There is a Iron Man match. It's called All Night Long. Oh, it's the is first that the one, one. with the, I feel like I remember this. It's not the one with El Patron and is it Patron and Mysterio? No. No, no. It's it's Johnny Mundo, aka John Morrison, oh, aka Johnny Mundo. Impact, aka it's Mundo Mysterio, right? No, 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 no. It's Mundo and Prince Puma, aka like, Ricochet. I was gonna get there eventually. If you gave me five guesses, I would have finally finally got them. <laughs> but, I yeah, haven't seen a uh, lot of Lucha Underground, but I feel like I've seen that match actually. Maybe that's what I was even thinking of without realizing it. Yeah, uh, because that's the basic structure of that match. But yeah, Grave Consequences on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Also, uh, starting a week a week from Thursday. Just a quick aside with that: Where is Lucha Underground? Is, isn't it mm-hmm. available to stream somewhere now? Is it Netflix or uh, Amazon? You can stream it. You can stream it for free with ads on Tubi TV. T U B I, and they have, and they have yes. all the episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it's only it's only like maybe two minutes of ads spread across a forty-five minute yeah, show. It's not bad. I thought they were also. I thought they were yeah. also recently added. Like I said, I couldn't remember if it was Amazon or Netflix. I thought one of them had it not too long ago. They were. They. They used to be on Netflix. They used to be on Netflix, but uh, Netflix dropped oh, okay. them. But yeah, uh, after that aside, uh, again, 25 minutes of a power struggle. Eventually, Jordan gets a submission, or not a submission. Um, uh, technically, yes, it was the a submission. Driver, right? oh, no. She yeah, passes oh, up. Yeah, right, yeah, the great driver happens after. Come on. Yeah. So she passes out in the sleeper. Um, Shortly after this- that. There is a one, ref bump. Jordan, Jordan Grace hits a great. So just a weird thing with that. So when she passes out, they do the whole like three arm thing, 
it just felt it felt yeah. a little weird for that to come. I guess I know it was like closer towards the end of the match, but it's a little weird to do like a pass out spot and then keep the match going. Well, I, I wish agree. it would have just I been like she's a thing. smart heel, she taps out quick to conserve like, the pain yeah, or whatever. Exactly. But I don't know. It was a little that was a little weird, and there's one more thing we'll talk about that was a little weird to me, but go on. Structurally, structurally, it is weird, but it uh, it builds up her character as kind of defiant, even though she is yeah. a heel. Um, but yeah, ref bump, Grace Driver could have been two zero, but you know, ref's not able to come to. That's, oh, that was um, really- eventually. Joe, there's just my other, uh, my one other nitpick with this match. Grace is down in the mm-hmm. count. I mean, uh, Perazzo's down in the count, right? It's one nothing late in the match. Now is the one who pulls yeah. the ref in. And gets the ref knocked out, basically. Now, yes, I understand that. Like, it ultimately worked to her favor because, okay, now Grace can't get the second fall that would have been, you know, really put it away and sealed it. But at the same time, you're also mm-hmm. running out of time to get your. You need two falls, and do you really want to knock out a ref when you need two falls? No, I don't know. It just seems weird. But also, they, they ended up playing. It, it worked mean, out well, and I like the story they do go on to tell with it. So, I guess I can't complain too. Much. It did because after the ref bump, after the ref bump, Diana, um, Diana uses the belt for the uh, for the oh, that was that was a ugly spot too. I did not like the way that that looked because she like throws the belt. They're like on the apron. One of them's on the apron. I think Peraza's on the apron. Grace is in the ring, and Peraza like. Toss the mm-hmm. belt kind of over her head, almost like whips her in the face with it. I think it looked a little, I don't know, it was weird, but I like, but I like that she used the belt at least, and it was different than just you know the traditional clocking in the face, I guess, with it or the head. Yeah, yeah. So we get like what two minutes of just yeah, more power struggle, more power yeah, struggle. Cool. There's a lot of eventually, lot of quick, like panic, um, going for submissions, going for roll ups, submissions. Yeah, and then eventually Deanna gets the upper hand. She tries to go for one mission, a submission in particular. Eventually gets in the Fujiwara armbar, and we get a tap out with three seconds, like roughly three seconds left, like an immediate tap out. So they've established that yeah, while like Jordan Grace is no joke, she's not been booked weak, but like she has, she does have a weakness, and it's her. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, one more nitpick with those two, actually. Um, and I get mm-hmm. it kind of makes the magic better, but the disappearing clock, yeah, where they would show the clock, it would be at a certain that time, would... the clock would go away, so for, irritating, you know, let's say 30 seconds and only 10 seconds had passed, or it would go away for 30 seconds and two minutes had passed. It was, mm-hmm. it was a little weird with that time. I feel like if you're gonna do that, I get it, but then maybe just don't show it at all until the final like minute or 10 seconds or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the beauty of the Lucha Underground Iron Man matches. They just advertised it as all night long. So it was just going to go on forever. <laughs> they didn't give you a clock. But um, yeah, Deanna wins, and that's roll credits. Impact is over. Deanna Perazzo has de- definitely, definitively won this feud, in my opinion. Next week. Folks, next week we are looking Loaded. at Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger must dress like Crazy Steve. <laughs> that's that's the main event. You just bump down Eddie and EY, let that open for you. Yep. 
Johnny just <laughs> like Steve. We've also got we've also got Rhino and potentially Heath against Reno Scum or just Rhino. So uh, look forward to that as well. Next up, we've got Sammy Callahan versus RVD. This match has been building for about three, four, or five weeks now. Somewhere yeah, plus in there. Taya versus uh, Rosemary. For, Rosemary. For everything. Winner take all. For everything. Yes, for everything. And mm-hmm. folks. It does look like that is going to be the end of Wrestle House. So, yeah, that will be that, it will be missed, but I'm sure they will find a way to fit their comedy in naturally into the show. So, I'm not too it's worried. It's so crazy to me that, like, not that, like, tonight, I love tonight's episode. It was so much fun. But, Next week mm-hmm. really feels like that's the pay per view because you have three matches next week that have like at least four or five weeks of build now. So, like that yeah. feels like a pay per view, and I guess, like I said, I mean, I guess announcing it on a week's notice it does give them a little bit of an out if they want to like screw with some of those finishes and push them off further. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I love the idea at least that we're getting all all those matches next week. Yeah, Ace Austin and um, Madman Fulton against Dez and Wentz of the Rascals. I feel like this is uh, the Rascals are going to work as fodder for Austin and Madman to get them back on uh, back off the schneid because I feel like the Good Brothers feud is not over, not quite yet. Mm, maybe I don't know. I don't really want to. I to be honest, I don't want to see more of the Good Brothers. I mean, I, I not that mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with them themselves. It's just. I think Impact's tag division is so thin that, but I also think the Good Brothers are going for the guns at Bound for Glory. I think that's the only thing you can really do at this point. I guess yeah. that is another thing worth mentioning. No, no featuring of the North or the Motor City Machine Guns this week at all. And I get it; they were on last week, but come on. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you have, they still got what like six weeks till Bound for Glory, or more than eight at this point. Um. Yeah. I guess you got to shift in that a little bit. But. Yeah. Also, main event, Eddie Edwards versus Eric Young for the Impact World Championship. I think we get a false finish here, but we'll see where they go from here. I do look forward to it. It's been well built, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, like I said, I really thought it was going to be the Bound for Glory match because I don't know who else you'd build up for, you know, taking that title of Bound for Glory. I guess you could do EC3 or Moose, but you got to get there. You got to start getting there pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I just don't, I just so, folks, one, one last thing. I just don't want Bound for Glory to be another multi-man match for the title. It feels like Impact's done that now a few times, I, and I don't think you can keep doing that and making your shows feel good and big. I agree. I think they should run Eric Young and Eddie Edwards for the title singles match. Myself, I would not hate that. Just like I said, it's just gonna be. Because it's gonna be a hard, it's gonna be a hard story to write. But if you could do it well, if you could find ways around it, I think that is your match still for Battle for Glory. Absolutely, I think they've set a good table so far. They, I trust their creative process. They could continue to set the table well, run that as a singles match. It's a good program, and uh, you know, don't look back. You know, do your best no matter what, folks. We thank you for listening as always. Check out my other show. I already feature. I already shouted out Grave Consequences that is debuting in roughly nine days. That's when the first episode will drop on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Download that wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever. Also, 
I host a podcast reviewing hero movies called Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Next Sunday, we are recording our Meteor Man review. Next Wednesday, our Batman Returns review will be dropping. That was a hoot. That was a hoot for sure. Folks, again, listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, one more time, thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good save Thursday. Brussels House. We love save you. Save Wrestle House, everybody. Save it. Hashtag Save Wrestle House. Peace. <laughs>